Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Spirit Ninja's Spiritual AF Podcast. Today, we have the amazing Ashley Wood, and she is the host of the Manifest This Podcast. She's a spiritual guide, clairvoyant, and light worker. It's such a fun episode, guys. We yeah. like nothing was off the table in this one. No, and I I got really weird. I shared Th- some stuff that I didn't think I was ever gonna share. Things got weird. Ooh. Things Don't got judge really me. weird. <laughs> yep. There was aliens involved and all sorts of stuff. Uh channeling and ooh. Yeah. You gotta it's, listen. It's pretty amazing. Ashley is an amazing, amazing soul. So stay tuned. Hey, hey. you just turned into the Spirit Ninja's spiritual as f- podcast. The show that aims to inspire, uplift, and questions everything. And now your hosts, Bart Rigel and Holly Emerson. Everyone, thank you so much for being here. We have Ashley Wood here with us today. Mm-hmm. And I'm so excited to have this conversation. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Where do we begin? Oh my God, there's so many things. <laughs> Ashley. Hi, Ashley. <laughs> Hello. Hi. I'm also so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. So fun. <laughs> <laughs> so this is so great. Ashley, do you want to do like a little quick intro about just what yourself, uh, about yourself, what your story is, just mm-hmm. so people can kind of get a little flavor mm-hmm. what you're all about? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So I actually only started talking about my connection to the spirit world um, recently on my own podcast, but, oh, there are two stories that I could tell, I guess I'll just marry the two together. Yeah, so let's do that. Yeah. So, um, growing up, I always knew that I was different. I guess you can say I always felt like connected to nature in a different way. I would explain it to my friends. Like, do you ever just sit and just feel like, just so happy. And like, you can actually like feel the wind all through your, like your body and everything. And my friends would be like, like, this is when I was like in elementary school and high school. And they'd be like, you're crazy. What are you talking about? So I always knew that I just had a bit of a different touch to the elements and the energies of our world and our universe. Um, and I started to have different kinds of dreams when I was a child, Um, I was afraid to go to sleep when I was a a kid. I remember my parents took me to a child psychologist because I was always afraid to go to sleep and I didn't know what was going to happen. And I couldn't explain what was happening, but I just, I didn't want to go to sleep. And I know I'm a mother myself and I know sometimes children have sleep problems, but it was different than that. Um, And the first dream that I really remember when I was uh, in high school I had it. I guess I should backtrack for a second and say that my grandma was, uh, my paternal grandmother was a psychic median and medium. I always say median. I don't know why. She was a psychic (laughs) medium and um, she read tarot and she read palms and she was able to actually see spirits in a physical form. Um, She read tea leaves. She was just very connected to the spirit world. So she was my first spiritual teacher and I would talk to her about things. Um, And whenever we were together, she would always read my palms and she would, we were just, it was just fun. We would play around with it. So one night when I was in high school, I had a dream um, that I was in the town that I lived in and I was walking down this street and all the colors around me were like technicolor. They weren't 
like the colors we see on earth, they were so much more bright and so much more vivid. And then there was this man who was walking with me and he, um, he started to talk to me and he asked me if I could deliver a message to her. He didn't say who, but he said, can you tell her June 4th, 1942, tell her I'm sorry. I thought, oh, okay. And there was this bee that was buzzing around me and I tried to like swat at the bee and he said, don't swat at it. You'll have to leave this place if you swat at it. Um, so I had this message and then I woke up and this date and I wrote it down and I went to my grandma's house the next day and I told her and she got emotional right away and she told me that date was the date of her father's funeral and her brother actually had taken everything that was left for her in the will so she was left with nothing and her brother had since passed on so I had that was my first experience traveling to another dimension and speaking with I'm going to call him a being because he wasn't a human anymore. He appeared to me in my dream as a human, but it was his spirit, his energy. Mm. So that was my first experience with it. And then growing up, it continued to happen. I had different communicative dreams, different um, different visions of what was going to happen in the future. And just my dreams were always very vivid. Um, and then... Fast forward to, oh, there are just so many stories that I could include in this, but um, so when, I, when I got pregnant, that's when things really started to unfold for me. So I, do you want me to keep going or yeah, do you? Yeah, keep going. This is fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, when I got pregnant with my daughter, she was very, very much um, manifested. I never wanted to be a mom. My husband and I we didn't really even think about having children at all. Like we wanted to travel, we wanted to do all kinds of things and we didn't think about children. And then one day we were like, yeah, we need to have a child. And something inside of me just knew that if I had a child, she would be a girl. And I just, I don't know, I couldn't even imagine myself with a son. So I just, I knew she would be a girl and we chose the date to conceive her the night before. And then that day she like we conceived her and I knew it felt like, I don't know, it was like magic. Like, I, I don't know if other parents would say the same thing, but I just knew like it felt like her soul was entering wow. me throughout that day and that wow. she like that I opened a door. And when I was um, three months pregnant, I had a dream that I gave birth to a little girl and she had dark hair and intense eyes. And she looked up at me and she told me that, um, she had been waiting for our family, that she has been in a place of limbo since 2007, when she passed away as a 17 year old girl, she told me how she died. And she said she was so excited to join our family. So I woke up knowing that I had met my daughter And I knew what she was going to look like. I knew how she had transitioned into this next life time. And um, throughout my pregnancy, I continued to have dreams about her. I saw her spirit animal. Her spirit animal chose her name. It was an owl. Her name is Ivy Elizabeth. And the spirit animal chose her name and told me she was going to be a girl. And since having her, I just feel as though I've opened up this whole 
um, new ability that I've always had, but in giving birth to her, I've kind of almost felt reborn in myself and I am so much more aware and able to interpret messages and to receive messages and yeah, now I'm have a podcast and I talk about spirituality and I communicate with people through email and direct messages on a daily basis, helping them along their spiritual paths. And I honestly have no idea where this is all going to end up or where I am being led to, but all of it has been such a joy so far. And I am so grateful that I have gone down this journey and I'm just so happy. I'm, I'm, I'm really, really happy. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's a really long answer to your question. <laughs> no, no, it's perfect. It, I think it's totally perfect. And so before you kind of dove into the spiritual stuff, you are like a health and food vegan blogger. Yes. Correct. And so now you're, I guess you're transitioning or you're just including this kind of in your repertoire of what you share and offer. Is that correct? Or Yeah, well, the whole vegan food blogging like that as well, I believe I was meant to do too, because um, it all happened. I'll tell this story really quickly, but it all happened after I was my husband and I lived in Toronto. And this was actually in 2012 that we moved to Toronto, which I've since learned is the age of Aquarius, which is like the shift of consciousness, shift of like awakening, um, mm -hmm. on our planet. So a lot of things happened to me in 2012. I got married, we moved to Toronto, we traveled around Europe for a while, but more importantly, when we moved to Toronto after I got married or after we got married, I left behind my job, my friends, I had no idea what I was going to do with my life. And quite honestly, I didn't want to move. I, um, I where was were, really upset about it. Where but were you moving he, from? He, we're, I live in Winnipeg. Okay. And we were moving from Winnipeg. We moved back to Winnipeg um, temporarily. Hopefully we don't want to live here for much longer. But anyway, um, <laughs> in 2012, I also saw a psychic before my wedding. And the psychic told me that um, it was an amazing reading. And I actually need to go back to her just to chat with her, to tell her um, thank you. But back in 2012, she told me that, um, I was going to have a large platform of people and I was going to speak about spirituality and the gifts that I have. And I kind of laughed it off and I was like, yeah, right. That's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm moving to Toronto and I'm going to be an Aveda hairstylist because that's what I thought <laughs> I would do. <laughs> so we went to Toronto and I did not go to hair school. I didn't like it. Um, and then, New Year's happened. It's 2013. And in the beginning of the year, we were um, making onion rings in our house. Like, have you been to Toronto? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the restaurant Fresh, we were making fresh um, onion rings. They're quinoa coated deep fried onion rings. And we were making them in our house or in our apartment. And I had never deep fried before. So um, I put the the uh, lid on top of the pot to like heat the oil the way that you would heat water. Ooh. And I had no idea that that was like a disaster waiting to happen. But I took the lid off of the pot and instantly our kitchen was 
up in flames. Like there was like a huge flame from the oil it spread to the counter to the cupboards. Oh, my husband and I just stood there and we were like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? So he ran to get the cat so that we could evacuate. And I just had this moment of like fight or flight. So I grabbed onion uh, oven mitts and I put them on my hands and I grabbed the pot, the burning pot, and I ran out the door with it and threw it into the snow. But while I was running the flames, got in my face and my hair and the oil spilt down my body. So I had second degree burns all over my body. And, um, I saw luckily that night in the hospital after the ambulance was called, I saw, um, the head burn surgeon in all of Canada, which was amazing that he was on that night and he took care of me. Um, and I had a, a, like a voice in my head that night telling me that I didn't need to, receive any treatment. He thought I was going to need skin grafting all over my legs because I was in rough shape. And I just had this voice in my head that told me that I was going to be fine to just eat the vegan food I was eating, like vegetables, fruit, drink a lot of green juice, drink a lot of water, rest, and you're going to be fine. Do this naturally. And I had never heard of like really natural healing or anything like that before. But I decided this is what I'm going to do. Like this is what my intuition is telling me to do. And within a couple of weeks, I was totally better. And the doctor was floored. Like, he was so shocked. And then within a couple of months, I was, like, running marathons. And I couldn't even walk after this. So that led to food blogging because I was Mm -hmm. like, this is amazing. This is the power of food, plant medicine. This is incredible. So I started food blogging and um, built an online community around vegan food and I got really passionate about like educated and passionate about animal welfare and the environmental um, impacts of the animal agriculture industry has on our environment and more importantly while I was eating vegan I felt that it opened me up even opened up my spirit even more um I've always been a really sensitive person, like empathetically, but I felt being connected to the earth and connected to animals and connected to live food just gave me that much more, um, that much more, I'll just say I was so much more open to the spiritual side of everything as well. So I started like, yeah, I was a vegan food blogger for a long time and then now my life has taken this different shift. And at the moment, I am trying to figure out what to do with the two things. Because I do believe that eating, I'm not going to say everyone has to be vegan, but I believe that eating a predominantly plant-based diet that is free of violence and it's more of a peaceful um, energy exchange with your, your body and the food also allows your soul and your mind to be in alignment with your higher self. So I believe that there is something that I'll do marinating the or marinating. My gosh, I can't speak today. <laughs> Marrying the yeah. two, but I'm not sure what I'm going to do with it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it sounds uh, sounds incredible how you've been able to just surrender and just go with the flow of mm-hmm. the universe. And it sounds to me like throughout this entire process, throughout all that change, you've just been taken care of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I used to stress about things 
a lot. And I know, Bart, you said you guys come from the banking world, and I also worked in banking, and I was so unhappy. Um, and I always, always, I felt like I was having this permanent crisis with what to do with my life. I have no idea what to do with my life. And the reason was, is because I was just so unhappy in every single nine to five job that I was getting. I was get I like, I was constantly switching jobs. My resume is kind of a nightmare because I'm always in, I was always in one place for two years and then I would go to the next and then the next and then the next. And mm -hmm. it probably looks really bad to an employer that I was never staying put anywhere, but I was just <laughs> so unhappy. And once I was able to surrender and trust. And the reason that I did that was because I actually lost my job when I got pregnant. Um, I was on a contract position and they didn't, they decided to not renew the funding. So I didn't have a job to go back to after my maternity leave. And that's when I really had to surrender to the universe and um, trust that everything was going to be okay. And I really did trust it was going to be okay. I thought like there's no other option. This is going to work because my daughter came to me for a reason. Her soul chose our family for a reason. And I am supposed to take care of her the best way that I can. And for me, that is being there for her and not putting her in daycare. That's just how I feel personally. So I knew that everything was going to be fine and it has been. So I, it's been a lesson to surrender, but, um, a really good one. Yeah, that that's a hard lesson for a lot of people to accept because we're just the world teaches us that we're supposed to be out there struggling and you got to go out there and make something of yourself and th this idea that the universe is friendly and that you can just simply let go of the oars and just let the river of life carry you down the stream and it's all going to be fine is a hard is a hard thing for people to accept. It is. Yeah, it goes against everything that we've been taught. But I really wonder, do you see the same thing in Spain? Or is this just a Western mentality that you have to constantly work hard and like... It's a Western mentality. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's very yeah. different yeah. here. Yeah. yeah, here people are all about connection. And they work, but they really enjoy like their free time to connect with friends. Like you don't see people running around doing errands here. You, mm -hmm. you see people like, you know, heading out for coffee with friends. Like there's um, like patios everywhere outside and they're always like full of people, just like friends connecting, yeah, laughing, chit hanging, chatting, out. Yeah. hanging out. And mm -hmm. people are like, they don't care about their jobs. Like a job is just simply go make enough to, to eat and then go home. Most of our friends and the people that we know, we have no idea what they do. Because yeah. nobody talks I about it. I love that. Yeah, like when you first meet people, no one asks like, oh, so what do you do? They ask like, what do you enjoy? Yeah, like, what do you like to what do? do? You, yeah, <laughs> what are your hobbies? Like, I remember when I was first asked that here, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know how to answer this question. <laughs> we, well, we work lots. Um, we like to work. Yeah, yeah it's just <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> yeah, people here, like even, even families. You see families are very different here with, you know, we'll be out. Because people here in Spain eat dinner at like 10 o'clock and the kids are with them. The babies are with them. The stroller is is out there and... Till midnight, one yeah, o'clock. And yeah. people are just hanging out. Yeah. So, <gasps> it's just so laid back. <laughs> yeah, that, that I we put really my enjoy. child to bed at seven because I love my own time. But <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Well, you need yeah. that too. I've, I've thought of that though. Like, it re like they, kids are so adaptable and they just... They do whatever their parents show mm -hmm. them to do, mm -hmm. you know, so those kids just go with the flow.
Yeah. Yeah. And it was interesting, too, because we were sitting on this patio one evening and it was about midnight. Maybe it was even like a Friday or Saturday night. I don't know. I don't remember. But I remember this one. He was like a toddler. He he threw like this temper tantrum and every like the patio was full and everybody just kind of stops and like notices and like just patiently waits like no one's like oh my gosh like shut your child up or like you're bad parents why are your why is your kid out so late obviously your kid's having a temper tantrum like people were like smiling and like literally I felt like everybody was like sending love to this this child that was like having a bit of a moment and like no one was upset and the mom was just like what's up like you know and then the, the child calmed down and then he just continued to play and then everybody kind of got back to the their conversation. conversations and I was just like wow that was so cool to see because I feel like in North America like the mother would be like oh my god I'm so sorry like a the kid the kid would never be there at that late of night um and just like there'd be a lot people, of judgment around it yeah <laughs> people would would be like shut your child up or something right yeah and it was yeah. very it was like a very loving kind of community feeling that I've never witnessed in Canada so it's different. Yeah, it it's is definitely different. different. <laughs> <laughs> Culturally so different. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So that that's something that we've been really enjoying, just the the different pace here. And I think honestly, I think it's because we were raised in North America, we have more of a hustle than majority of actually pretty much everybody around us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we're, we're, we're trying to get a little bit more balance. So, yeah. But I'm, bit just, by bit. I'm thinking about like, cause we were talking about the surrender piece and how it's different here versus North America. And yeah, it, it, I think, I think in North America, we struggle with surrender because we're taught to live life a certain way, but here they're, they're taught about connection first. It's like their community mm-hmm. and their culture is rooted in that connection. So I feel like that's kind of where the disconnect is in North America and why us North Americans have often struggled with finding that surrender piece because it, it mm-hmm. doesn't really exist. It's not really fostered. Well, yeah, we're taught mm-hmm. everything against it. And then mm-hmm. sure enough, you know, when we stop hustling, I mean, things do fall apart, right? And people just don't, don't really get it. Don't really get that. Uh, idea of just complete and total surrender and just allowing life to unfold the way it's supposed to. Um, that's not to say that you're not going to be inspired to do things because you need to do things. Mm-hmm. You you need to create. You need to to do stuff because if you just sit on your couch all day, they're going to come take your couch away mm-hmm. eventually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And to your point, when you say like, if you do nothing, things do fall apart. Like when you surrender, I think, I think it, if that happens, I think the reason it happens is because people's belief is that, you know, if I don't do anything, it's going to fall apart. So when they don't do something, it falls apart and it just, it's a law of attraction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that too, we're always, um, at least in North America, we're taught to worry about the future because. and we're taught to plan for the future, plan for retirement, plan for like everything you're, we're, we're constantly taught to worry about the future. And so that's why we hustle and why we work hard because we're always chasing that future, mm-hmm. which actually doesn't exist. Like nope. we trust that time is, that time is always going to be the same. And we trust that tomorrow is going to come, but we don't even know that like it doesn't exist. It hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. So worrying about something that 
hasn't even happened yet. Like, of course, it's important to have savings and it's important to take care of yourself and your family and to set up foundations and systems that will allow that. But trusting that it's all going to be okay, I think, is something that a lot of people look at as being naive or foolish Mm -hmm. because we're taught to worry about the future. And I know that one of um, a couple of people I've talked to recently um, since I've put my podcast out, they're like, my podcast is called Manifest This. And they're like, I need Manifest This advice. So I want to do this and I want to do this, but I think I'm going to be doing this in a couple of years. And I don't know how it all goes together. And I'm like, <laughs> stop, you don't like in a couple of years doesn't matter. Um, so I think that's where the disconnect comes from is the fear around the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is you like you yeah. said, it's a total illusion because everything changes. Right? Like look at mm-hmm. how many people over the last 20, 30 years worked their butt off at whatever company, whatever factory, and now those companies are gone. That pension that they were relying on is completely gone. They were mm-hmm. planning all these different things, but the, there's too many variables. You can't plan for everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah. at the end of the day, it Something that I see in my life and in our life together is this idea how when we follow our joy, when we relax and we just allow things to unfold, then we still work. Of course, we, we have to work because we're inspired, but it's it comes from a different place. Like we have more fun. You know, we mm-hmm. were able to create that much more, well, that, that much easier, Right. Creativity just flows. We get these amazing ideas and we connect with the right people. And so synchronistically, things just end up coming together perfectly. And mm-hmm. there is no struggle. It's just mm-hmm. kind of an easy flowing. Mm-hmm. But it's the, the guidance to do stuff just kind of comes from a different place. It's not coming mm-hmm. from fear. It's coming from that place of joy, which is really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk more about like the dreams and your gifts and how, how, um, I guess it's kind of a silly question. Cause it's like a future question. I was just going to say like, how do you see them like, or how do you want to move through them to, to help others? But I guess I just want to talk about like the woo woo stuff. Let's talk about, woo yeah, stuff. Let's, let's go. Woo-woo. Talk, let's go. Woo-woo. Woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> let's dive on in to the woo woo. <laughs> Big time. Yeah. I need a bit of an education myself because um, before, like when, when I was growing up, like I was just completely, totally based science, math, that was real. And the spirituality thing was way too weird for me. <laughs> so I've started to kind of get there and I'm, I love having these conversations. Some of it, I don't have any experience around. Yeah. Bart Dreams, and I dimensions. Opposite, opposite this way. Cause Bart needs like the science and that kind of, understanding and I'm just like no way like let's just get on in there let's get on in there I'm in (laughs) I think it's really amazing though that there actually are scientific studies that can prove stuff like that well okay I said prove one time and my husband said it's not prove it's support and I said okay that's right (laughs) like they haven't proved it but it's support um there's, there's scientific studies and evidence that support these theories and Mm -hmm. So it's it's just interesting, I think, whether you want to go full on woo woo or science based or somewhere in the middle, this whole realm of consciousness and spirituality, there's something for everyone. And 
that's what's so interesting about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've definitely dived into the science piece of it. And that's actually what helped me open up to mm-hmm. the, these conversations because before that, there was just nothing. It's like, that's crazy. I'm not talking about this. But now, I mean, I understand. <laughs> and Holly's like, do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's what's stopping you. Because yeah. at the same time, it's really funny because Bart's like, you say that you want to like tap into your gifts, so to speak. But then at the same time, you're like, no, I don't. I like, I'm fine. <laughs> so I, I see like the, the, like the conflict. I don't know if it's conflict, but like the two sides, Yeah. you know, there's like your science side. That's like, I don't believe it. Then there's the other side. That's like, I believe it, but it just hasn't happened yet. No, I, I never say that. I don't believe it. I think for me, it's a, it's a matter of, um, I just have no experience around right, it. Right. Yeah. I think though, it's important Um, for everyone to honor, accept, and appreciate where we're at in this present moment with everything, because I personally believe that we go through multiple lifetimes and that we're sent to each human experience with things that we need to work on with ourselves to, we always, always have things to work on, things we need to learn, things we need to explore, things we need to work on. So Mm-hmm. If we're speaking with somebody, having a conversation, and we just can't get on the same page, that's totally okay because wherever we're at in this present moment is exactly where we're supposed to be at and on this journey. And maybe we've both, like Holly and Bart, maybe you've both lived, like one of you is like Holly, maybe you've lived more lifetimes than Bart, and or maybe vice versa, like you never know. But mm-hmm. in your human experience journey, there's just so much to learn and I think it's important, yeah, to not say, oh, I should try this or I should try that or I should learn this or I'm struggling with this because wherever we're at in this present moment is the perfect place to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. just trusting the process, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. totally. That surrender piece again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's like dive into woo-woo. Do it. Let's, let's woo-woo. What, what question do you have? <laughs> darling hmm. what <laughs> questions um does your does your family like have dreams like you do too where you can see the visions of things happening in the future or is it yes. just your grandma um well my grandma had like the same psychic that I saw that told me that I was going to be doing this podcast which is I guess what she for which she which she saw um she also told me that my grandma and I have lived through many lifetimes together, that she was my sister, that I was her mother, that like that we've been intertwined forever. And she actually visited me so many times from the time she died until recently. Actually, she talked to me in a dream and told me she was moving on, like um, changing dimensions. And I've only seen her once since. So I'm not sure if she has uh, reincarnated to another human experience, or if she's just in a dimension where I, um, am not able to access her at this time. Um, but like when I was getting married, she, 
uh, spoke to me in a dream and told me where her wedding dress was in her house in this trunk. And I didn't know the trunk was there. No, none of us knew the trunk was there. And we went and found it like deep, deep in the basement and opened it up. And there was her wedding dress. So I got it wow. restored oh and I actually gosh. got married in it. Oh and no way. I have so many yeah. chills talking to you right now. Like I have goosebumps. Oh, <laughs> like, so many times throughout this conversation. I love it. <laughs> I'm wearing one of her crystals around my neck right now, one of her clear quartz. But um, so she's her and I have been intertwined forever. And apparently um, her mother also had these gifts. And my brother has seen her a few times in his dreams since she's passed. And she comes to him in the form of smoke. But it hasn't happened in a really long time. My dad, her son, told me that he sees stuff in his dreams, but he's never talked about it and does not want to talk about it. So I have no idea what he sees. Um, but that's that's it. I mean, my mom has had a dream here and there. But I honestly think that everyone has these dreams. And um, we're all able to tap in to this side of ourselves and to connect to our higher self and connect to our, to connect to spirit and to source. Cause we're all energy and mm -hmm. source is energy source. God, whatever you want to call it, um, is energy and the universe is made of energy. We're all energy and it just depends on if we're open to connecting to it, if we're ready to connect to it, um, how we go about connecting to it. So long answer to your question, but I'm the one that has them all of them. The, my gifts are the strongest in my family. Yeah. Mm, very cool. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. uh, a book that I, I read uh, quite often. Well, I've been reading for like a, over a decade is Course in Miracles. And there's a section around, um, it's like a manual for teachers and talks mm -hmm. about how certain people, when they reach a certain point in their, um, in their journey, and they're ready to teach other people and kind of just get people to a point where they raise their vibration and wake people up. Um, many people actually do develop different abilities, but it, uh, it takes a certain consciousness because everybody can develop these gifts. Mm -hmm. And if they're not grounded in that deeper purpose of your higher self or the universe or mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it, then people can get lost in that. And then that just becomes like a show of this weird, look at this weird thing I can do. Woo, I'm so special. And they're able to do have these like weird abilities, but it's not there to really serve anybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I my teacher always tells me that when you use your abilities to serve, they get stronger. So That's it's a, what so I have piece. found even in just speaking about it because... And like talking about it on a public platform, my intention is to inspire other people and help other people to find happiness in their life. Because like you guys know, living a life that doesn't serve you and doesn't bring you happiness, like what's the point, you know, like mm -hmm. the, when I worked in, I was going to say corporate America, but I'm Canadian, corporate Canadian, corporate Canada, corporate Canadiana. <laughs> There were people at my job who were like, oh, 15 more years to retirement or oh. like they'd come in on Monday and be like, well, can't wait till Friday. And I'm just like, you're wishing your life away. Yeah. And it's like there's just so much joy and there, opportunity and reason to be happy and grateful and joyful in life. And that's why I'm 
sharing this. And I have found, as your teacher said, that the more that I talk about it and the more I open up, I guess, at a place from service, it is mm-hmm. getting stronger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, that's cool. I've noticed that too with myself, um, with mm-hmm. my dreams. Like I've been working on my dreams for like really consciously for maybe five plus years but within Mm -hmm. the last year and a half like since we left Canada um, to do this work um, my dreams are so much more uh, like I feel like I go on these spiritual journeys and Mm -hmm. it's so much they're so much more um, like real and like I remember them so much more yeah than, than before Mm-hmm. you're more you're like more aligned to your apparently you have to be grounded in your heart center to be open and aware of this so I guess the work you're doing right now has aligned you to your heart center and made you happier and at peace so you're able to receive these messages in a different way yeah yeah I think so I think so so are there any exercises or anything specifically that you uh, encourage people to do if they want to develop their abilities or gifts Mm -hmm. meditation 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 um it's my favorite and Yeah. yeah and journaling writing I have never had an experience of intuitive writing communicative writing like as you write spirit Um, communicates with you on paper. That's never happened to me. And I've tried many times, like I've sat down and maybe it will one day, maybe I'm just not at that point in my journey, but I would definitely advise anyone to try it or recommend anyone to try it. You just sit down and open your mind and uh, find peace and just write. Think about something that makes you happy and just write and ask questions in your mind and see what comes out. And But meditation for me um, is everything, like just getting quiet in my mind. I follow guided meditations on YouTube, and I know that there might be some like meditation gurus out there who would say like, that's not real meditation. But I also think that it's personally whatever works for you, right? Like whatever Mm -hmm. connects you. There's no right way to meditate or wrong way to meditate. So I follow different um, guided meditations on YouTube, and particularly the ones that have worked for me really well are um, meditations that open you up to talk to your spirit guides and guide you through that kind of journey. And that has worked really well for me. I've been able to communicate um, with my daughter's spirit guide, which is so interesting. Her name is Luna. She's not my spirit guide. She told me she's not mine, but I'm able to talk to her because She's my daughter, Ivy's spirit guide, and she's Mm -hmm. given me so many messages about Ivy that have been so helpful for me, like, um, like things that Ivy experienced in her previous life and the way I saw graphically how she passed away and it was horrible. Like I was so upset after I saw it, but then she told me why she showed it to me and then guided me on how I can help Ivy through this life heal past traumas because we carry trauma from our previous lifetimes um, and they show up in our current human experiences like different anxieties or different physical pains or different emotional pains and she Luna told me about how I can help Ivy through this which I think as a parent is just such a gift mm-hmm. Um but I've been able to access all of that through meditation 
and just getting quiet. And the way that I meditate is, um, I envision myself like as like I, I relax as much as I can. So like sinking down into the floor and just feeling that my body is so heavy so that I'm so relaxed. And then I envision the white light around me and that it's glowing and that I'm like there's light all over my skin, all over everything. And that's the place of protection and trust and unconditional love. And then when I feel that light in my heart center, like I breathe it in so that I feel the light inside and then I exhale the light. And when I exhale the light, I hold the intention to meet my spirit guide. And then that's usually when someone will come through and I'll be able to communicate with them. Very so cool. let me ask you a question then. How do you yeah. know that it's some entity, some person, some energy that's speaking to you and it's not just your mind and you're not going crazy. Because <laughs> that's your ego telling you that you're going crazy. Yeah. Nice. It's <laughs> your intuition. The first, the first thoughts that you receive, the first vision that you receive, that's real. And then your ego can come in and say, that's not real. You're just making this up. You don't know what you're talking about. That's the ego bringing you back down to like the physical level. Mm-hmm. But your mind and your spirit and your energy can rise above if you allow it to. And I mean, half the time, the things that I think of and or the things that I see and hear are things that I would never think of myself. Like That's there so was this cool. one spirit guide who was talking to me one time. His name is Osiris. And I've never heard of that. Like, where would I even come up with that? I'm like, who am I speaking with? And uh, he was like, this is Osiris or Osiris because they, they communicate to me in my own voice. It's not like I hear a different voice, but I know somehow that it's a, a, a like a male energy. And then they'll tell me things that could happen or things to be careful of like one time. OK, here's a recent experience. I was awake in my present like awake state and I was making dinner for my family and my husband was walking home from work. This happened last week, actually. And I had this strong, intuitive hit from the universe that something had happened to my husband and that he was not safe and that he had been hurt and that he fell and that he was going to have to go to the hospital. And I was, it was like a voice telling me it, but it's not even that, like, it's not like I hear the words. It's just this feeling that I get and I'm able to completely communicate it to myself into words to make sense. Mm-hmm. And I was so worried and he was late and I was like, well, what am I going to do? Am I going to put Ivy in the car and go look for him? Like, why haven't I heard from him? And then he came home and he said to me, sorry, I was late. I was helping this guy who fell and he hit his head on the ice and we had to get him like help and stuff like that. So it's not like I'm, I'm learning just like you, Holly, like I'm learning to figure out what to do with these messages and they're not always correctly placed like that one. It was not correctly placed, but that's not my mind going crazy because I actually saw that happen. And my ego could have easily said, you don't know what you're talking about. Just keep making dinner. It's going to be fine. And then my husband would have been home and told me what happened and we would have carried on and had a night like any other night. But instead I said to him, I'm like, oh, I knew that that happened, but I thought it was you and I was so worried. And he's like, no, it was the other guy. And so I think that that's just also, Holly, what you were saying, that we either can allow ourselves to be open to this or not because 
when we allow our ego to take over and always tell ourselves that what we're hearing and what we're seeing and what we're thinking, these intuitive hits that we're getting or these messages we're receiving, if we always say no, it's going to be harder and harder and harder to hear them. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be stuck in our ego. And then the ego is the work hard, head down, power through, get on the grind. Like mm-hmm. that's that mentality. And you get further and further away from the surrender, let go and flow. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Space. Totally. And um, it just reminded me of like, for me, I think what has like been a struggle for me with opening up to my gifts is I've had some experiences where I've connected with my gifts and shared it with somebody and then it was not received very well. So it was actually like traumatizing for me. So, mm-hmm. and, and also when you were saying when you were a kid, you were really scared to go to sleep and I was the same. I really struggled with sleep and the nighttime. And so mm-hmm. I think there's probably elements within myself that I need to um, like shift my my beliefs so I can have heal those events. Yeah, heal yeah. Those. Like mm-hmm. heal those those fears from when I was a kid and like the traumas of like yeah, like when I shared shared my gifts and it didn't go very well. <laughs> Mm-hmm. you know yeah. and, and so like I think for me like to your point when you're talking about um this experience you had last week for me I think I get those hits but then I just mm-hmm. carry on because I'll just be like no no that's nothing because there's this this resistance within myself yeah and mm-hmm. that, that's something that I've noticed about you as well is you don't trust yeah you you say these things or you you have certain feelings but then you don't trust it you're yeah. like asking people for their opinion or, you know, even ask me uh, quite a bit, whereas you maybe you should trust a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. Holly, I used to be just like that. I really? used to like, <laughs> yeah, I used to ask everyone for opinions and I would, I like struggled to make decisions because I always needed everyone's opinions and everyone's confirmation. Now I don't ask anybody. <laughs> I asked my husband, obviously, because we're a partnership and we like, it just makes sense to ask him, but I don't ask anybody else. Like I just do my thing. And it, it, I actually don't remember the switch. Like when I stopped Mm -hmm. seeking, um, I don't know if I don't want to, I guess seeking approval. Yeah. But I, I used to always ask people to like, I'd be like, should I do this? What do you think of this? And yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I need to flip my switch. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Start trusting it. And yeah. I'm sure that it, the gifts will develop that much faster mm-hmm. when you start trusting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. I've actually um, write stuff down. I find that actually helps. It's like mm-hmm. write down things that happen that are woo woo. <laughs> and then I'll like go through the list and be like, oh yeah, that happened. Oh, that happened. Cause I forget it. And it's easy to just carry on and be like, well, I don't, I'm not, uh, present to it, but by writing it down, it helps. Yeah. Um, and I mean, whatever method that you have, like I said to me meditation, but if journaling mm-hmm. and writing works for you, then that's perfect. Some other people find that they connect through like just being in nature and that helps me too. I find whenever I go for a walk with Ivy and I just push her stroller and I'm just quiet by myself, I get 
I either get a whole pile of ideas that I want to do because that's just was what happens when we step away from technology with like feels like our phones are like one of our limbs at this point. <laughs> I'm equally guilty for that. But like when I put it away and I actually like allow my mind to be quiet, mm-hmm. um, so much more unfolds. And I recently, I forget who I heard this from. I think it was Gabby Bernstein. I was listening to one of her YouTube videos But she said, when you speak to your spirit guide and you ask for messages or you ask for signs, it's not always going to come in that present moment. And it's not always going to come as a message that you can actually hear. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it'll show up as someone in your life giving you a suggestion, or sometimes Mm -hmm. it'll show up as like just an actual physical sign, like you see something and you're like, Hey, that's what I was just thinking about. I wonder like, if, is that giving me a sign? Mm -hmm. Like when just being open and present to everything that's coming to us and using our discernment, of course, too, to accept what serves us and what doesn't. But when we're asking the universe for guidance and asking for signs, those signs are presented to us. We just have to be open and conscious and aware to receive them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's 100%. like uh, Neil Donald Walsh in one of his books, uh, Conversations with God, he talks about uh, how well, the universe is being channeled through him and basically says that uh, I'm always speaking to you. I'm speaking to you in like the winds through the trees. I'm speaking to you through the conversation of a stranger. I'm speaking to you through the sign you see on the building. Mm-hmm. Like, you, I think most people just struggle with just recognizing because we have these preconceived ideas of what a sign is or what a communication or whatever, or it's a coincidence or whatever. But, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I've had uh, certain experiences where I, uh, you know, hear, overhear a conversation of, of a stranger and it, in some weird, strange way, it answers a question that I, I had a few days ago. Me too. Always. It's so strange. It's just overhearing somebody else's conversations. Like, holy crap, I was thinking about that. Yeah, that's happened before. I, you know what? I that happened when we moved here. Yeah. I remember walking down the street in Vancouver, and were you with me? And there was a woman talking to her daughter, and her woman. I can't remember what she said, but it was something about like. Like, you're in the perfect place. Like, don't worry. I've got you. It was like something like that. And I was just like, oh, my God. (laughs) I was like, I think that was for me, not her. (laughs) Or just as much for me as it was for her. Yeah. Yeah. Those signs can definitely come from from everywhere. Yeah. It's cool. Mm -hmm. It's cool when you're open to it. So That's a really good point. I need to ask you something. Aliens. Go for it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, they're so real. Oh, oh yeah, yes. totally. Like when you're talking <laughs> about like like when we reincarnate and like your um, grandma is off in another dimension, I was like, maybe she's on another planet. <laughs> Let's talk aliens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> aliens. I yesterday in my meditation last night, um, I meditate almost every night before bed. And I say almost because sometimes if I've just I'm up too late or something, I start meditating and then I start to fall asleep and I'm like, oh, OK, get these crystals off my chest. I'm yeah. going to fall asleep through this. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't meditate in the morning because I have a toddler and that's just it's not possible. Well, I'm sure it is possible, but I value my sleep and I sleep as long as I can. (laughs) Anyway, last night in my meditation, um, I didn't receive very much, but some 
thing talked to me and said that it came from Orion's belt. So it was like a star, like a being yeah. a from being. the solar system. And the, it told me that it's a star and it said Orion, but it didn't give me anything else. So today I looked up, I had heard about her a long time ago and I went back to her, Wendy Kennedy. She channels, have you heard of her? No. No. Okay. You will be fascinated. Wendy Wendy Kennedy. She channels light beings from the Palladians. So the Palladians, we see them as a collective of um, 14 stars by Orion's belt. Like our naked eye can see them as 14 stars. But they told her that there is actually 750 stars. And there's so much that she talks about. It's just fascinating. And she talks to these light beings they say that they're they're in the form of light and they're from the Palladians, like that star cluster. Mm-hmm. And they speak to her in a light language that she's able to channel. And it sounds crazy. It's so interesting. So anyway, I need to get in touch with her because I want her on my podcast and I want to learn about this because I've never, ever had something talk to me that says it's from a star. And I think that's so cool. Wow. And amazing and interesting, and I need to learn more about this. But yeah. yes, I believe in aliens. Of course, I do. It's yeah. <laughs> there's Bobby. no way that we're the only yeah. planet. Yeah, right. That's no way. There's yeah, totally. so much. Totally. I um, I love topic of aliens, but I actually had this dream with an alien, um, like six months ago. And, okay. and it was, it was so funny. I told you about this. I was like in this pool and this pool was like in my house. It was like a deep tank, like a dive tank. Mm-hmm. And I remember that there was an alien in there, but he was like in this little room that was kind of above mm-hmm. the water. So he wasn't living in the water, but to access him, you had to go through the water. And it was funny because I, I had to bring him bananas for some reason. Like I needed to feed this alien that was hanging out in this pool <laughs> in my home. And and I knew he was a good alien, but I was like so scared at the same time because I was like, I and I, I was talking to him through my mind. So we were like telepathically communicating. And so I was like, okay, I'm bringing you your bananas. I'm not ready to see you yet. I know you're good. I know you're not here to hurt me, but I'm just, I haven't worked through my issues. And I just, I just don't, don't show yourself to me. <laughs> Here's your banana and go. Totally, totally. So I swam up and I like reached through this hole and I put the bananas there and then I like swam away. <laughs> <laughs> It's super interesting. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen one before in my dreams or anything. Yeah, that was that was um an interesting experience. And actually, no, I actually did see another one because I don't know how woo-woo we can get here. Should we get really woo-woo? Well, I think we've already oh got my gosh, we've, okay. we've crossed woo-woo. the threshold. I, we were crossing a threshold. I haven't just keep going. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> I've never shared this uh publicly before. But um I was talking to, it was actually that dream that I just shared that I shared with my spiritual teacher. And I said, like, you know, I was I was so scared, but I really like I'm really fascinated by aliens and I know not all aliens are bad. And and like, I think it would be really cool to connect with them. And so she's like, okay, like we're going to we're going to do some work with aliens. And I was like, okay. she's like, I'm going to take you because because we work together in the dream world. 
my teacher okay. and I. And um, also in this physical reality too. But we do what she calls night school. And so, in and I've actually remembered some of night school. So I know like it's different than the regular dreams that I have. But she said like, okay, I'm going to take you to some alien baby petty zoos. And I, she's like, because baby aliens are so cute. <laughs> she's like, baby anything are really cute. So we'll, we're going to start with babies with you, Holly. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and so for a series of evenings, she took me to like these alien, different alien baby petting zoos. And it was really odd because like, I didn't remember for like a couple months. And I was like, so disappointed because every morning I'd wake up and I was like, I don't remember going to the petting zoo. <laughs> and, and then literally a few months later, I was dreaming and I remembered these like one little cute aliens that I played with and they were so cute. And it was really like crazy because I woke up and like in my dream, because I don't believe time exists the way that we think it exists. And so... Oh, no, it doesn't. It, it doesn't at all. And so I remembered it, like, a few months later. But it happened, like, that evening. But it happened a few months previous. But, um, yeah, so I, I've dreamt of aliens a few times. <laughs> or dreamt, like, experienced. Yeah. That's super um, interesting. Yeah, that was my... I've never shared that before. I'm a little nervous about sharing that. <laughs> I'm really excited that you weird. got the woo-wooist on my episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, really wait. We we have to we have to like get alien your... baby petting zoo. <laughs> Shh, it's a secret. That takes the cake so far. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really weird. Let's just put it out there. I totally believe in this stuff. <laughs> so, so do good. I. It's so good. <laughs> I can't believe I shared that. It's great. <laughs> yeah, I feel red. Like I feel like a little flush. It's great. It's great. <laughs> it's you gotta great. embrace it. You gotta embrace and it. I and was just gonna say, it. surrender. Let go and flow. Maybe they'll come back to you tonight. Yeah, they're really cute. They're like these little. They're like this big. Like mm. maybe not even a foot high. They have these really big eyes. They, you know what they kind of look like? They kind of look like those really creepy uh, Furbies. Okay. Furbies. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was kind of like that. <laughs> they were. Really I think cute. anything's possible. I've never like <laughs> thought of an alien as a physical form. Whenever I've done astral projection dreams, like gone to different worlds, they're always like Earth, but better. But the mm. people that I see, I see in human form. So like I've never like the beings I see are in human form. So I've never even, I've never had experience with that. So it's super interesting. Yeah. I wonder if that's because that's just how, what you know. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, how I, I so. that's how I interpret what I see. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe if you start saying like I'm open to seeing what you look like, <laughs> for maybe reals. maybe things will shift. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I haven't gone to any. Well, apparently I have, but I don't remember going to any other planets in my dreams. Even though does your, I was told how to do that, I I don't recall how to do that. Does your spiritual teacher hypnotize you or does she give you things to focus on or how does that happen? Well, when I have calls with her, I just have calls with her. Okay. Um, like through Skype. Um, but then we do, like she does night school with me. She calls it night school. And so we work together in the dream world. And okay. so for those some of them I remember and some of them I don't the ones I do remember it's like 
snippets of. I'm so confused though. So you're doing Skype, like she's then talking to you about your dreams or you fall asleep. They're like, like, like they're like separate sessions, almost totally separate. So it's like, it's like she's working with me in this reality. And then also in my dream, I'll be working. She's working with me. Okay. So she gives you like things to focus on before bed. No, no, it just, I okay. guess like my soul just goes to her in okay. in the dream world. I don't actually totally know how it works, but I just know that it does because I've like, ex- like I remember, I remember yeah. them and they're different than normal dreams. That's really interesting. Yeah, actually I remember, oh, I can't get more woo woo, can I? <laughs> Go for it. No, I just, I just remember the first time that I remembered the night school I'll just say that and it was and then I told her the next day because uh we were in Egypt together uh she did this trip in Egypt in November and I went and um and I told her that I remembered and then she asked like and then she she was she was trying to get me to remember night school and that was the first time that I remembered it and then since then I've remembered it I'll just leave it at that (laughs) That's super cool. Is that, is that weird? That's that another yeah. episode. I That's think. another episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to listen to it because I want to know more about night school. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy. It's cool though. It's like getting, um, just like teachings coming into your being in a different way, right? Like she's like talking to my consciousness in a different way. I guess you could That's put cool. it. Yeah. Well, it's like the ancient Egyptians. I mean, they used uh, dreams were such a fundamental part of that mm-hmm. entire culture mm-hmm. for thousands of years. And mm-hmm. I think we've uh, we've kind of lost the um, the magic. Yeah, we, we've lost our ability to connect and even appreciate what dreams can actually be or do for us mm-hmm. because it isn't a different reality from what, what we're experiencing now. And we seem to think that dreams really like they're, they're nothing real. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like some, ah, oh, just some thoughts running through our mind, whatever we have some experiences and then we go on with our day. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. so many people out there um, are, can tap into different abilities within themselves, create certain things. Um, it's pretty crazy what, what you can do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So have you always believed in aliens or is it something that you've opened up to more with your spiritual gifts opening up? I've always believed in them because my dad's obsessed with aliens. So as a child, he, um, he would have telescopes out and he would wake up in the middle of that. He like would wake up in the middle of the night to see certain constellations throughout the the year he had star maps, he had everything written out down in a journal. Like he was obsessed with astrology, um, and obsessed with aliens. He talked about them all the time. So growing up, aliens were just like totally like real to me. Like I didn't, I don't know. I was kind of afraid of them though. And Mm -hmm. I remember in high school, one time I was walking with a friend downtown in the town that I lived in. It was like, it was dark. It was probably like 11 p.m. or something. And we both swear we saw a UFO. And I remember I was terrified. Um, but 
Yeah, I've never given them a whole pile of thought because it was just a part of my childhood. Like telescopes were always out and mm. we were always talking about stars. And honestly, I stopped even thinking about aliens and all of that because I guess I think about it differently. Like the way that it makes sense in my mind is multi dimensions and different planes. Mm-hmm. Um, I read a book called, Oh shoot. It's in the bookshelf in the next room. What is it called again? <sighs> many lives, many masters. And it's about reincarnation and, um, this doctor, this, uh, psychiatrist, he, works with this one patient and hypnotizes her. And through hypnosis, she has like a crazy amount of anxieties. Like she's just ridden with fear, like paralyzed. She struggles to do normal things that you have to do through the day, like like interact with people, answer the phone. Like she struggles with so much. And so she's working with this doctor and he works with her through hypnosis. And while he's hypnotizing her, he, um, her, he's able to communicate with these masters and with her past lives. So her, um, how do I even explain it? Like while she's hypnotized, she's channeling. So she's like completely out, but she's channeling and the masters come through with different voices. And then she's able to describe like her different lifetimes And that book opened me up to so much. And I read that after I was able to communicate with my daughter's soul and I learned Mm -hmm. about her past life. Then I thought, well, I need to know, like, I want to know more about reincarnation. So I read that book and that book taught me about masters and about spirit guides and about the different planes and that there's just so much out there. And I guess to me, I've never thought of aliens in their physical form. I've thought of them more in their dimensional form. Mm. Um, and then when I learned about Wendy Kennedy and I learned about her channeling like the Palladians and communicating with aliens, they live in outer space. Um, that's when I became even more interested in them, but yeah, more so as like light beings or sound beings or energetic beings. Mm-hmm. But they're most, I mean, the, the possibilities are endless, right? Like who knows what's out there? Yeah. Yeah. I love that you thought of it as like dimensions in the sense of like not necessarily identifying aliens as like part of our world, but they have like their own world. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I think that we're in that world too. Like Mm -hmm. the reason that they can be light beings is that we may see them here as light or sound. Mm -hmm. Um, and we can be there too. It reminds me of that movie. It fascinated me. Like I couldn't stop thinking about it. I was obsessed with it. Matthew McConaughey is in it. It's, um, interstellar. Interstellar. Oh, such a good one. Such a good movie. That's like the way that I think of it. Like he goes through these different dimensions and when he's able to, reach his hand out and like shake Anne Hathaway's hand, but he's with her in that, in that Mm -hmm. space ship. Mm -hmm. Is that what it's called? Yeah. That, that's how my brain wraps around it. Like he, he's able to experience different dimensions and planes and time travel is another conversation I'm so fascinated with and have had experience with but that's totally different oh we should get into that (laughs) you got to be more woo-woo than me this is your episode (laughs) (laughs) 
I think we need to have another one. Episode two. Yeah, I was going to say that Part could be a the... whole other episode. Oh, yeah. We'll have to. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you have to come on again. <laughs> so fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. Like as, as you become open to these ideas and you just, um, whether you read something or you see something, it just kind of feeds that uh, your, your realm of possibilities just expands. And then you are able to, uh, you know, see some more stuff or you just become open to it. It's fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, (laughs) Ashley, if somebody wanted to get in touch with you and wanted to develop their gifts, where would they find you? They can find me. Well, first, listen to my podcast because I put out a solo episode every Thursday where I share lessons and insights from my own personal spiritual journey. Um, and I make the episodes as grounded and really easy to understand as possible. So even if I get like crazy woo woo, which I don't know if I have yet, like, I feel like I'm just starting out and it's going to get way more woo woo, but please listen to those episodes. I have interviews on Mondays and with amazing guests, all women actually. And then, um, my solo episodes are on Thursdays and my podcast is called manifest this. Um, and then you can find me, the podcast website is manifest I'm on Instagram at underscore Ashley wood. And currently my personal website is still up. That's ashleywood.life. And that's where all of my food blogging is, although that website's going to be down in a couple of weeks, I think in April. So I'm not sure when this show goes live, but if anyone wants to take a peek at it, it won't be there for long. Yeah. Very okay. cool. Cool. Well, we'll put everything um, links below so people in can... In the show notes. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. So um, Ashley, when you do get a new website or if that one comes alive again, we'll we'll link it below. So just Sounds good. Yeah. Manifestthisshow.com is definitely where you can get in touch with me and where my podcast lives. Perfect. And that's my new baby. So, oh, so, <laughs> so good. So exciting. So good. I love that you're on this journey and you're stepping into like your, your gifts <laughs> and your woo woo and just like more of um, like, yeah, deeper connection with yourself. And thank I love you. that you're sharing it. And you, I thank you so much for sharing it with us today. Oh, I'm honored. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so much fun. Yeah. Holly, I'll talk woo-woo with you anytime. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Besties. <laughs> yeah, this this conversation is just beginning. <laughs> I so love fun. it. <laughs> so thank you so much, everybody, for watching or listening. Yep. Thank you, everybody. If uh, you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the show. It helps us out. And till next time, we appreciate you so, so much. Thank you for listening to the Spirit Ninja Spiritualist Podcast. Make sure to tune in next time for more deep conversations to uplift, inspire, and blow your mind. Spiritualist.